Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. We're just going to be talking some more technique here this week. And this week we're going to talk about jigging spoons. Uh, Jigging spoons are probably the most effective and versatile tool you can use to catch walleyes through the ice. Uh, Buckshot spoons are really kind of my favorite. you got the rattling buckshot as well. Tingler spoons, Swedish pimples, quiver spoons, glow spoons, cast masters. That's just a handful. Those are kind of the most popular ones and probably the ones I like the best. Uh, Let's go through seven tips today for catching more walleyes through the ice using jigging spoons. First of all, choosing the right spoon. Pick spoons that mimic the bait fish that the walleyes on your water are typically feeding on, whether it be shiners, perch, smelt. Um, I think the perch and the fire tiger patterns are really well, are really good. Um, Blue, black, purple, also super, super um, effective. In clear water, I like to go with something metallic, silver, gold, works really well. If you're up on Lake of the Woods, gold is a, is a big time favorite. Gold always works. Spoons that have a natural color pattern and realistic wobbling action are just going to be more likely to attract those walleyes to your bait. Uh, secondly, find the right spot. Before heading out, gather some information about the water body you're going to fish. Look for underwater structures like drop-offs, rocky areas and submerged points. I really like saddles too. Saddles are a spot where you've got kind of a hump on one side, a hump on the other side, and you've got that kind of a valley there for them to swim through. They will utilize that. Fish are just like us. They're going to go to the easiest places to get to where they want to go. And if you've got that saddle, um, you know, if you're a hunter, you're used to hunting saddles, but I just kind of look at it as what, where's the express lane where they don't have to climb a hill to get over it? We often look at that type of structure in the water as a, a hump or a drop off. But to a fish that's on the bottom, it's really it's a hill and they're going to want to try to avoid that hill. And if they can slide through somewhere without climbing up and over something, they're going to do it. So I really like to find those saddle areas, too. Um, if I'm fishing midday, I'll typically be out in the flats or small pieces of structure out in deep water in the evenings and mornings. I like those transition areas like those saddles and the shallows are always really good. Um, Weeds also can be good if you can find really good green weeds. Let's talk about jigging technique a little bit. Um, When using spoons for walleyes, an effective jigging technique is always crucial. I just drop the drop the spoon down the hole, let it sink. You kind of want to let it flutter. So I like to free spool a little bit, let that thing do its thing as it's dropping down. Once we get down there, you know, we're just going to do some different type of jigging motions. This is where a graph type of electronic works really well. I know a lot of guys like to use their flashers, but if you've got some sort of graph and you can actually just watch the history, you can watch how you have been jigging that thing and you've got a recorded history. So that's that's where I really like something like an LX7. Um, that really gives you that graph mode and you can see how you've been jigging and you can see what works and what those cadence those jigging cadences actually look like. Um, Do the lift and pause. Lift it up, let it sit. You'll often get those bites when you're in that pause spot. Um, If I'm not marking fish, I'm going to try a few different things. First, 
pounding the bottom is always it's a trick that's been around forever kick up some dust create some noise if that doesn't work i like to work the higher spots in the water column getting up a little bit higher um, is really effective on clear water lakes like malax anywhere that's got zebra mussels any type of clear water um, getting up high i think is a really good idea if you're marking fish but they're not biting I'll throw a dead stick line. I typically will fish a dead stick line all the time anyway. You're just going to have a, a rod sitting next to you. Um, basic setup, jig and a minnow. You're going to drop that thing down and let it sit down there. I really like using my catch cover rod holders to do that. Uh, you can just kind of once in a while reach over, give it a little nudge. It'll give it a little bit of jigging action. But also if a fish hits that thing and it's in the catch cover rod holder, you're not going to lose your rod. It's not like just having that rod sitting next to you on a bench or sitting in a bucket or something. It's going to keep that rod from going down the hole. Uh, one of the mistakes that I see a lot of ice anglers make is dropping it in their face. So they're going to mark a fish, they see it, and they're going to just drop their line right down to go try to catch it. This is just not natural, and I think a lot of times it, it freaks fish out, especially fish that have been pressured. Bait doesn't chase predators. Play cat and mouse with the fish. If you can get that fish to swim vertically up to your lure, there's a pretty good chance you're going to get it to strike. And then at that point, it's up to you whether you can set the hook. But uh, don't drop down on their face. If they come in while you're jigging high, chances are they're going to come up to that bait. Add live bait um, with your spoons. Spoons, you don't necessarily need to put bait on them, but I think it's really helpful. Um you know, minnow, minnow head, even sometimes if you've got just chunks of waxies, you can put those on there as well if that's what you got. Just try to add a little bit of scent, a little bit of movement to that to that spoon to just give it a little bit of something extra to get them to take off. I always say the meat makes them eat. And then the other thing I would say, stay mobile. If you're not getting any bites, move around. Um, with the fish house, it is a little bit more work to move around. If you're going to go out and kind of fish in the dark, you're not when I say fish in the dark, I don't mean fish at nighttime, but if you have no idea where you're going to go and you're going to go chase some walleyes, I'd say, you know, before I set the house down, I'd obviously look at, look at some GPS stuff, um, look at some different maps and try to find some structure to get on top of. But even before I drop that house, I'm going to probably drop a camera down just to take a look around, see what the bottom is, see if there's any little microstructure out there to try to get my house so it's sitting right where I want it to sit before I drop it. If I'm just out there and I don't have the fish house, I like to just drill a bunch of holes and move around in them, get a nice piece of structure where you've got a bunch of gravel or maybe just a bunch of little rocks or something around that might attract fish or bait. And just try to just kind of move around until we start really starting to hit some fish. So don't be afraid to move around. The other thing I would say is using the right rod. I see a lot of people fishing spoons with noodle rods, super lightweight rods. And if you're a pan fisherman on the ice, which a lot of people that get started in ice fishing, that's what they're chasing. That rod that you use for a bluegill, probably not the right rod that you're going to want to use um, for fishing spoons. Spoons are heavy. Um, jigging spoons like walleye, I like a 32-inch medium-heavy with a fast action. I want to be able to pin that hook into the fish quickly, and that's especially true if I'm fishing in deep water. 
Um, if I'm fishing in 20 feet or more, I want that, that rod to kind of stiffen up pretty quickly. If I'm fishing in shallow water, fishing in those weeds, um, I can get away with a little bit slower action because I want, I don't want to rip the hook right out of their mouth. I want it a little bit more give in that rod, but most of the time, if I'm on a place like Malax or I'm out on Lake of the Woods, I'm going to be fishing in 20 feet of water. So at least 15, I would say. And in those cases, I want to be able to set that hook quickly into the fish. 32 inches, perfectly perfect for fishing in the fish house. If you're going to be out and about, a longer rod's going to be a little more beneficial. Looking for 36 inches or more. Really, if I'm planning on doing a lot of hole hopping, I, I wouldn't mind going to a 40 or 42 just so I don't have to bend over. Um, typically using the Elliott Nomad when I'm out on the open ice and the Elliott Rippin' Eyes is my favorite for fishing spoons in the fish house. The other thing I would say, uh, this is my last tip, is get a camera. And I know the live scope stuff is, is super popular and I've used it and it's a lot of fun. But for scouting and really finding fish, especially if you're in the weeds. This is where the camera really comes in handy. You, know, you can really see what that structure is. And in the weeds, a sonar is really difficult to use just because a lot of times those fish are down in the weeds and your sonar is just not going to get down there. So having a camera can be really effective, especially if you like to go and fish in the mornings or in the evenings. And it helps you find that green vegetation. You can drop it down there and see what those weeds look like uh, before you start fishing them. I use the Markham Quest and the Markham Pursuit HD. They're both really, really good cameras. They're going to give you very, very high quality video. Um, but getting a camera, you know, you're out of Malax fishing in 35, 40 feet of water. They're not, you know, you're going to be able to see what's going down there because the water's super clear. Um, you're not going to get that beautiful picture that far down just because there's not light that's traveling down there. But what it does do, especially in a place like Malax, it shows you where those little micro pieces of structure are. There's lots of just tiny little humps out there, um, gravel beds, things like that. And that's what that camera is going to be able to show you where those are. Uh, fishing with jigging spoons, one of the most effective ways to catch walleyes through the ice. I hope you guys can use these tips for more success this winter. Coming up next time on the Fish House Nation podcast, we're going to talk some panfish. We've been talking walleyes the last few shows. We're going to talk some panfish. Hope you guys can join us then. Hope you're having a great summer. We will be fishing on ice before you know it, but uh, enjoy your summer. Take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.